Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, gang, and welcome, of course, to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily podcast of the week with me, your host, with the most Andy Goldstein. The most of what I hear you are, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Anyway, there's only one place to start, and that, of course, is with England. Hurrah! And there's just over 48 hours until their Euro 2020 semi-final clash against Denmark, which, of course... He's live on TalkSport. Shortly, we'll hear from Tony Cascarino and a host of former England internationals. But first, here's England legend Stuart Pearce, who played, of course, in two semi-finals of major tournaments. And he believes this England side have what it takes to go one better than they did in 2018. And the full-time whistle blows. No need for stoppage time. No need for an inquest tonight. A famous night. A perfect night. One of those that you will just never forget. They've galvanised so much experience and confidence over not just this tournament and the run they've been on, but bear in mind that the last World Cup they went to the semi-final as well, and that experience will stand them in great stead as well going forward. And I think they'll approach it like I've seen them with no fear. They'll play their own game. They're nice and confident in everything they've tried to do. And... It's one of those, if we're good enough to win the game on the day, which I think we will be, we'll progress in another challenge. I really believe that England are a far better team than they were in 2018, and they made the semi-finals. I think this group has developed via Gareth Harry's improved the squad, the dynamics, the relationships between everybody. I think they're a better team now. He's got a group of players that are there in the tournament, and last night he was talking about the players that weren't on that pitch. And for me personally, I think we're we, we speaking collectively. He's made that togetherness as a group and a nation. And I think people from the outset are feeling it. Pickford having to get down at his near post, able to make a save from Yaremchuk. There'll be no different in the game against Denmark. Doesn't matter what the scoreline will be, Denmark will get an opportunity, yeah. whether it's because of a, a bad pass from an England player or whether it's because of great play from Denmark. They're capable of doing that. And Jordan Pickford will be asked upon. And I think this is the beauty of what we've seen in these five games. When he's been asked upon, he's delivered. They've got more strength in depth. They've got more togetherness, I think. And they were pretty together in 18. Um, They've got more togetherness, more tournament experience now, having suffered a semi-final defeat in 18. And certainly the management staff have as well. You know, they... You know, Gareth had never been as a manager to that standard. He has now already. You know, he, he he wants to go beyond the semi-final, but he knows what it's like to go into a semi-final. Um, and, and definitely there's more talent in this group, more know-how, more composure, I would say, as well. And that's been reflected on how we've dominated games and the opposition have failed to get efforts at our goal. 
Now, after his two goals on Saturday night, Harold Kane has been the talk of the town on the weekend sports breakfast show. The former Ireland striker Tony Cascarino has compared him to two other English legends in Gary Lineacre and Alan Shearer. I don't know why I've gone like this. We're appealing for offside. The Germans and they're in trouble. Alcantara couldn't do it. Lineker probably could. And he would have equalised. It's Gary Lineker. Look, I was lucky enough to see Gary at his pomp. Gary was unbelievably quick. I mean, like lightning. The quickest player I'd seen in football. Um, I remember watching him at the 88 Euros and thinking, wow, mm. Lineker, you ain't getting him if he gets half a yard on you. And he was a fantastic predator. I think Gar- Gary will get caught by Harry. I think, look, first thing is that it will get Michael Owen at 40. He's only three goals short of Michael mm. Owen. Then he's got other challenges in front of him. Jimmy Greaves um, in the mid-40s and then obviously getting to Rooney. Now, he's going to be very close because he's 27, he's 28 in July. Raheem Sterling, out towards the left-hand side, chips in by Shaw. There is goal number three, Harry Kane again. What I would say is that they have very different qualities, Lineker and Kane. Kane, for me, would be more of a team player in setting the you know the play up more, looking to drop into areas. Gary would never have dropped into areas. Gary wanted to get on the shoulders of defenders. Why? Because he was brilliant at it, and also he got a lot of goals doing that. And he was he got across people. I would say Harry's more of a team player. If you want to make more of a comparison, I think Harry Kane is similar to Shearer. You know, Shearer didn't rely on pace. Fantastic mm-hmm. in the air, probably slightly better than Harry in the air, although Harry's very, very capable, as we're seeing. Uh, but they'll shoot from distance. I mean, that effort last night that mm-hmm. would have been his attribute, that's yeah. Alan Shearer. That is where I think there's a very close... If you're being compared to Alan Shearer, you're one hell of a player. Sterling trying to ride the challenge, slips it in, it's Harry Kane! It is the perfect start for England! If Harry Kane doesn't do well, we won't win the tournament. And I stick by that now, with two games hopefully to go. Harry Kane's going to have to deliver and probably deliver the knockout blow to the opposition. And that's how important he is to this group. But I still think with two games to go, if we're going to win the tournament, Harry Kane's got to be integral to what we do. Now, what sort of threat will England's opponents, Denmark, have on Wednesday night? They, of course, beat England in the Nations League at Wembley last time out. Here's a former Denmark goalkeeper, Brian Jensen, discussing their chances ahead of the game. The full-time whistle goes and Denmark have done it. The team which had to deal with such trauma at the start of the European Championships have made their way through to the semi-finals and they will play at Wembley on Wednesday. Kasper, Simon Kjær um, and then Christian Eriksen they will, they will obviously be the so-called older players that, uh, that ran the show and, and actually ran the changing room at the same time. So, uh, yeah, they got they got a lot of stuff to say and, uh, you know, they got a little bit of pull in that team. But uh, they're all great lads and uh, it just shows uh, all the other lads join in and all the other lads just goes into that philosophy and uh, just help them out. With, uh, no, it's, uh, it's a good combination they got there. Ericsson is still today called the, the heart and the rhythm of the team by the coach. So, of course, he would like to have him in the squad. But what it, what it has done is that it made all the other players realise after what they went through that maybe winning every game Sunday play is not the most important thing in the world. And maybe feeling that you already won, even if you haven't played yet, is a feeling that is really, really valuable in football. It's, it's given them 
a lot of freedom, removed a lot of pressure. And I think that has benefited the group a lot. I think that's what we see when, when they flourish. It's more the freedom of knowing that no one will call them anything bad if they don't win because they've already achieved something that no one thought was possible when they came back to play after what happened. It's not really a surprise for me. Well, I was a little bit worried after the first game that if we actually would qualify or not or go through the group stages. But uh, as you can see with the lads, uh, they're bonding really well and uh, they're doing okay. I think this is going to be a really, really tight game. I think we've got a team here with a cause and... The Danes have got a cause to fight for beyond just the Euros with the Christian Eriksen situation. Their togetherness when that situation happened on the pitch was there for all to see. It was fantastic. And I think that makes them a really an even stronger outfit than the actual footballing ability they have. You know, anything can happen on the day. And like you said, uh, with the lads of that determination, if they're going with the same frame of mind like the, against, uh, the Czech Republic, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Now, should England beat Denmark, when we're talking about should when England beat Denmark on Wednesday, obviously live on TalkSport, they will face either Italy or Spain in Sunday's final. Shortly, we'll get the Italian perspective, but first is the former Spain midfielder, Cesc Fabregas. Wow. We join the guys on Darren Bent's boot room on TalkSport. The captain of Real Sociedad, up against Sommer, left-footed penalty, and he's put it in the corner, and Spain go through. They succeed at last from 12 yards where they failed so often recently and the Spanish march on at Euro 2020. It was always positive to be fair because if you really look at every squad there is not I don't think it's like before before you used to see like these top squads with big names here this year I think it's more like good teams without being top top individual players let's say maybe the one that we could all agree that was the best in terms of team and and, and individual players was France and they got knocked out I'm liking it Spain are progressing you know you could see that we are playing well but we are not scoring many goals we were not being like decisive in in, in key moments uh, we were conceding a little bit too much against lower teams but uh, you know this is tournaments that if you're not ready, you can pay for it. And hopefully, you know, we we learn from some mistakes. And I think now we are one of the favourites. What have you made of, I mean, you spoke about Spain in their squad, but someone who's really impressed is Pedri. I mean, what, what have you made of his performances? Yeah, I mean, he started a bit slow, but uh, again, like the team, he, he's growing into a tournament. He played a fantastic season for Barcelona. He's only 18. I mean, we, we, cannot, we cannot forget that, you know, uh, he's a special talent. I think he'll be a, a superstar in, in the near future. But, uh, you know, what I like is the confidence that, that he's got. He is always asking for the ball. OK, sometimes can be better. Sometimes can, you know, he can do other or make other decisions. But uh, I believe that, you know, he's he's showing always for the ball. He wants the ball he, in difficult moments. He's there to be available. And, you know, this is what I like, his personality. Donnarumma will launch this clearance high to the air. And the final whistle goes, and Italy are through to the semi-finals of Euro 2020. I think Italy, perhaps unlike England, are taking things one step at a time. They've got a <laughs> semi-final against uh, Spain to worry about, um, so the final is still a distant thought. I think Italy are, are a level above a lot of what we've seen of, of international teams. They have that club mentality. They're one of the few teams who've really worked out how to press at international level when you don't have a huge amount of time. Uh, I think you saw against Belgium 
that they have all the attacking ability, but also the second half of that game against Belgium, they, they defended in a way that Italian teams always have. And that makes them dangerous. So four teams left, I'd say England are joint favourites with Italy, maybe slightly less favoured than Italy, but of course they do have their match playing at home. And Italy will be without Spinazzola, who's been so important for them. Spinazzola had the pace to get beyond Hazard. Oh, he's pulled up here, Spinazzola. He's hurt as he pulled a muscle. He's limping and he waves to the bench straight away that he's got to come off. I think that whoever comes into that spot probably is not going to be able to fill the role in the same way that Spinazzola did. Spinazzola's pace, his acceleration, he was recorded as the, the fastest player in, in sort of t- top speed terms, the fastest player at this entire tournament. So you're not going to replace that in a simple way. There has been some talk that actually Mancini might not go with Emerson at left back. What he might do is swap Di Lorenzo, who's been playing at right back to the left, or even bring in um, someone like Toloi and, and have them play at left back. Toloi can also play at right back, but do that. And then that would allow them to get Florenzi on the pitch. And Florenzi is, I think, certainly, again, not someone who uh, has played at the same level as uh, Spinazzola this season, but who has been playing for Paris Saint-Germain and who is certainly an attack-minded fullback because really fundamental to how Italy has played through this tournament has been this idea that you have a back four, but one of those fullbacks is coming all the way up to join the attack. So this 4-3-3 becomes a 3-3-4 when you're attacking. And I think that's going to be the real conundrum for Mancini now is which fullback does he ask to do that role? Now away from the Euros and Crystal Palace have appointed the former Arsenal midfielder Patrick Vieira as their new manager. No, me neither. The Frenchman has signed a three-year deal at the club, meaning, of course, he'll be there two years and six months. Here's the take of the former Palace midfielder, Darren Ambrose. Cesc Fabregas again. Why? Blimey, we've got our money's worth out of him. And French football expert, Philippe Auclair. Breaking news. Crystal Palace have confirmed their new manager. Well, we thought they had Nuno Espirito Santo. We thought then it was... Lucien Favre, but it's Vieira who's signed a three-year deal. First thoughts is he's got the job because he's Patrick Vieira and his name is Patrick Vieira. What he will do, he'll come in and he'll immediately, immediately have respect off the players for what he's done in his career. World Cup winner, European Championship winner, Premier Leagues. What he's done in the Premier League as a player, but it's not as easy as that. Anyone who, uh, who follows Crystal Palace also know of Ted Lasso. And if you think about what the success that Ted Lasso brought that side, I don't know, good without, spoiler alert, good without the end of the season, Patrick Vieira's experience in America sits perfectly with a <laughs> Ted Lasso model. You're not having this appointment then? Oh, I am, yeah. They need that Americanism in Crystal Palace to get the, get the fans behind them. I think he's a very pragmatic man. He's somebody who is tactically very aware, somebody who is, um, spends a great deal of time in preparation, Definitely part of the new school of management, but the type of football he makes his team play is quite pragmatic with an accent first on defensive solidity. And uh, I would say the jury is out, but in France, people were quite critical of it, of him uh, towards the end of his reign, thinking he was far too negative in his approach to the game. So I, I don't think you can necessarily predict what he's going to be like at Crystal Palace by judging what he did with Nice when, again, he was 
put in a very delicate situation. Not difficult, but delicate situation to start with. He <laughs> persuaded Mario Balotelli to come to Nice, didn't he? Is he going to be able to persuade some big name, big star <laughs> power players? Not to become the assistant boss, but I think he <laughs> may be to try and start up front for Crystal Palace. Oh, next there's season. a dream team. Vieira, Keane, and Balotelli. Yeah, like there's that. your coaching. <laughs> who do you go to to win? He would definitely change the the way they play or they've been playing for, for the last few seasons. Under Roy, I think uh, it was a very direct team. Uh, they used to defend uh, with a low block, but I think with Patrick and having been here for two years and played against him a few times, it's a little bit completely the opposite. Patrick likes to play football from the back. He likes to take a lot of risks. Uh, he has got his ideas and. Uh, Hopefully he can he can bring a new style. Why not to to Crystal Palace? One thing in which you know certainly he, he will bring certainly his reputation as a player as a football man simply to to the club, and of course he will have clout. Uh, one thing that he has is that he's got a great network of contacts with throughout world football, and he's not somebody whom they turn to because everybody else had turned the job down. I think that's a very important thing to know. And we end the podcast with one more clip from Sesk. If you pay the big bucks, you've got to use the big names. Anyway, here he is back in his former teammate, Mikel Arteta, to be a success at Arsenal. He's a guy that uh, he loves football. He knows what he's doing. He's got a clear idea of where he wants to go. Uh, even now, you know, if you, you speak to some of the players, they will tell you that they really enjoy uh, playing under him, that they, the trainings are well, that they feel prepared, they know what they're doing. Still, he's a young manager. He was very lucky and I think he did very well in terms of uh, being next to Pep for I don't know how many years exactly, but it was like a super preparation, you know, for a young coach. I mean, if I could have the chance to do something like that, I think I could grab it without any any question you know because it's like doing a master uh, when you are only finishing high school you know and uh, it's it's actually interesting it's a, it's a difficult job because uh, it really is you know uh, where he caught the club and uh, where the club should be or the, where the aim is that Arsenal should should be but uh, but yeah I think uh, you know Edu and the, the, the board they believe a lot in him and hopefully they he can be the man, you know, to bring this this team up forward. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget to headbutt that subscribe button. Do it without hurting yourself. If you do it and injure yourself, then it really is nothing to do with us. Don't headbutt it at all. Just press it lightly. Dab it. Just dab. Dab the subscribe button. I'm back tonight from 10 o'clock on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, alongside old Moonface himself, the fun boy, Jason Cundy. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks Put Your Daily Podcast out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. No, genuinely, thanks for listening. I know I say it quite often, I just blase. Thanks for listening, but I, I mean it. Thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.